us pray. Lord God, as we read your word, um, just sensitize our spirits to your presence. We pray that we would receive your word and hear it fresh, Lord God, and um, may you just move, move in our hearts as we listen to your word. For of this you can be sure, no immoral, impure, or greedy person, such a person is an idolater, has any inheritance in the kingdom of Christ our God and of a God. Let no one deceive you with empty words, for because of such things, God's wrath comes on those who are disobedient. Therefore, do not be partners with them. For you were once darkness, but now you are light in the Lord. Live as children of light, for the fruit of light consists in all goodness, righteousness, and truth. And find out what pleases the Lord. Have nothing to do with fruitless deeds of darkness, but rather expose them. It is shameful even to mention what the disobedient do in secret. But everything exposed by the light becomes visible, and everything that is illuminated becomes light. That is why it is said, Wake up, sleeper, rise from the dead, and Christ will shine on you. Be very careful, then, how you live. Not as unwise, but as wise, making the most of every opportunity, because the days are evil. Therefore, do not be foolish, but understand what the Lord's will is. Do not get drunk on wine, which leads to debauchery. Instead, be filled with the Spirit, speaking to one another with psalms, hymns, and songs from the Spirit. Sing and make music from your heart to the Lord, always giving thanks to God for the Father, the Father of, for everything. In the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, submit to one another out of reverence for Christ. May God's word shape us and form us. Previously on Ephesians, last week, <laughs> what we talked about is stripping off your clothes, right? And slide for that. Stripping off your muddy clothes and putting on new ones. Paul's image or metaphor of the day last week was clothing, right? Strip off your old ways, your old lifestyle. And what he uses is that imagery of stripping off clothing and put on the new clothes of the kingdom and walk in love. Strip off your muddy clothes, the bitterness, the clothes of bitterness, the clothes of slander, the clothes, clothing of deception, and overall haterade, and put on new ones of kindness, compassion, <laughs> meekness, and grace, and like the thesis sentence was, and walk in the way of love. So if you can imagine, uh, imagine having worked hard one day in the mud, maybe if you're on a farm or a ranch or working in the garden and it's raining and everything is muddy, right, and you've gone and you're Picking, picking the weeds, you're plowing, 
you're feeding the animals, you're in your big galoshes, and you're like slopping through the mud, and you're feeding kids, you're feeding slop to the pigs, and getting all muddy and wet, and working all day, muddy, drenched, hair soaked, and you realize that you have an event that night, which you, it's a formal event, black tie affair or evening gown, dinner, and you're accepting an award and you're gonna give a speech and you're late and you're gonna rush over to there. And instead of taking a shower, you don't have time to take a shower. Instead of stripping off your clothes, what you do is just put your clothes on top of the clothes you're already wearing. Your wet, muddy clothes, right? If you're a man, you're putting on your white t-shirt and tie and an overcoat and some slacks, tucking it in, right? And you're like, why do I feel so sloppy? <laughs> or you have your muddy clothes and you put on your evening gown, right? You do your hair up, but there's mud streaks. You're putting on makeup, but not wiping off the mud streaks. Just leaving them there, you don't have time. And you go and you go to the dinner. Though you may look good on the surface a little bit, everything is going to be soaking through, right? And inside, on your skin, on your body, all around, you feel wet and slimy and sweaty right? and muddy, and you're still dirty. And Paul talks about, in verse 6, let no one deceive you with empty words. Let's talk about deception. You've been wrestling around with pigs and you put on your clean clothes. That's what it means to be deceived or to deceive others. To put on clean, formal clothes yet still have your muddy, wet ones underneath. What good is this? Everything will seep out. Or what good is it to simply put a fresh diaper over a poopy one on a baby because you don't want to clean things up, right? right? So your baby just gets thicker and thicker because you just put layers of clean diapers over poopy ones. Don't let yourself be deceived by the old crowd, the haters and the lifestyle and the bad habits of your past, especially if you have put on a fresh white shirt. Because mud and white shirts don't mingle. They don't mix. It doesn't turn out well. And just putting a fresh diaper over an old diaper doesn't do anything at all. But just as Nicodemus in John chapter 4 came to Jesus in the darkness of night because he was curious about Jesus' teachings. He was curious about what Jesus was talking about, and he was a Pharisee. He came at night because he wanted to ask Jesus more questions, more in-depth. He was intrigued. He was curious. He wanted a different way of life, yet he was a Pharisee, so he didn't want to be put into shame uh, by his peers, right? He didn't want to he wanted, want them to know that, oh, maybe Jesus has a point because they were against Jesus. But Jesus shone a light of truth on Nicodemus that evening. And he shone a light into the world saying, you must first be born again. You must have new life through me in the spirit. Christ is bringing us new life. 
And he's saying this to the people at Ephesus, at the church. You have, we have new baby butts. Soft and cleaned, wiped with heavenly wipes, put on fresh diapers, ready to roll. Do not now let people come back to you and say, see your good old diapers from before? I pulled them from the trash heap. Put them on. Put them on. No, they smell. They'll smell like crap. Do you really want to sit in your old poopy diapers and just sit in that stool in the chair and like pivot around? Ooh, slimy. Maybe I should have chosen a different metaphor. I don't know. And this is where the metaphor changes for Paul. Paul turns from clothing to light and darkness. Right? Last week was clothing, put off, put on. Now it's light, darkness and light. Because we're talking about truth and lies, our old ways and our new ways, the new life. And you know, there are things in our lives that are just rooted in there. And this is where we go deeper. Christ as the light, as we follow him, will continue to shine and illuminate the things that are rooted in our hearts, right? The things that still need to be redeemed, that still need to be healed, that still need to be purified. And that's the tension in these passages is that from the foundation of the world, God in Christ through the Holy Spirit has done all of these things. He's redeemed us. He's adopted us. He sealed us in the Holy Spirit. And we have all these, this foundation of all spiritual blessings. And we have the identity as children, right? Cleansed by the sacrifice of Jesus Christ. And yet, we are still being built up as God's holy temple, as a reconciled people, and still being cleansed and purified and healed. And Christ's light shines truth, right? And darkness flees, right? Dark, where is darkness in the beam of a light? It's gone. And as followers, we will have times in our lives where God will open up. The Spirit will open up your chest cavity, the chest cavity of your soul, and be like, you know what? I want to deal with this right now. It's time. Because it keeps coming up over and over, and it's affecting your relationships, your spouse, your children, your friends, your family members. It keeps it keeps affecting those things. And you know what? It's time. And I'm going to go in there and shine a light. And what happens on a wet day in the garden when you lift up a rotted log from the ground? Right? And you lift that log up, and what do you see? Bugs, right? Roly-polies, caterpillars, centipedes, whatever bugs. The bugs that are um, eating up all the the foliage, and you expose those bugs, and they're crawling around, but like 10 seconds later, they're gone, because they all like hid. The worms are like sucking into the ground, escaping the light. 
And that's what it's like in our souls and our hearts. We've got critters that like to dwell in the dark, vampires, bats, nocturnal beasts, right? Just, and the light of Christ wants to come into that and expose it. And some, if you've ever gone like gooey duck hunting, right, clam digging, you got to dig deep, right? Because <laughs> some just go and go in. You're like, oh, don't lose it. Don't lose it. Dig, dig deeper, deeper, deeper. And sometimes you lose it. And you dig deeper, deeper. You got it. You got it. I got it. Right? The light of Christ shines in us. There's stuff that keeps creeping in. And we sweep these things away. We hide them. But when the pressure cooker is up and the heat is on, we like to return to our old haunts, the dark corners, to feed upon the discarded old diapers piled in the pig pen. The pigs are lying on them and rolling around. They're heavy with urine. We go back to them in the darkness and lie down, feeding, suckling, rubbing our cheeks upon feces, saying, my precious. But Jesus in his Humvee (laughs) off-roads in on a rescue mission with a huge floodlight and shines his light on you and says, what are you doing here? I see you. Adam, Eve, where are you? Why are you hiding? I see you. Come out of there and let me get you cleaned up. Put on some fresh clothes. I've got a new wardrobe for you. I've got plenty. And get some food in your belly. Because he says in verse 8, For you were once darkness, but now you are light in in me. Live as children of light. Live like you're my child. Live like you come out of my house. Live like you're wearing my clothes. Live like the light is all over you. And you have nothing to hide, nothing to be ashamed of. You're just living out there, out aloud, alive. Stop rolling around in the darkness. It's fruitless there. This is what Paul is writing. Get out have nothing to do with it. And like the prodigal child, we come to our senses. Right? He came to his senses, and we say, gee, I should just go back to my father's house. It's a lot better there than what I'm finding right here. And some of, our, some of us are thinking, this is a great message for baby Christians, new believers. I got this. We all need a wake-up call every once in a while, right? Even if you're mature, aged wine in the faith, all of us need a wake-up call and need the light to guide us back home. The true household of blessing. We are children of light, so walk in light. Walk in the path that is lit, and it will guide you.
back. We all stray and wander and get lost. And this is why Paul reminds us, and this is verse 14, this is why it is said, Wake up, sleeper. Rise from the dead, and Christ will shine on you. Be careful then how you live, not as unwise, but as wise, making the most of every opportunity, because the days are evil. Therefore, do not be foolish, but understand what the Lord's will is. Do not get drunk on wine, which leads to debauchery. Instead, be filled with the Spirit. And there's the Spirit. Be filled with the Spirit. And what does it look like to be filled with the Spirit? Or what does it look like to allow yourself to be put in a place that you can be filled with the Spirit? And I think that's 19 through 21. Be filled with the Spirit by speaking to one another with psalms, hymns, and songs from the Spirit. Sing and make music from your heart to the Lord. Hello, George. I'm singing you to you in hymns and songs. Wouldn't that be silly, actually? I'd walk around. <laughs> the Lord is good. He's a good, good father. It's who he is. It's who he is. It's like a musical, right? Just randomly break out in songs and hymns. <laughs> um, always give thanks to God, the Father, for everything. In the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. We ended on this last week, right? Give, always give thanks. Have a heart of gratitude. And we just came out of Thanksgiving. Right? It's not just one day in the year, but it should be a lifestyle and a disposition. Be grateful. Always give thanks. And that will open our hearts to receive the Spirit, to be Spirit-filled, rather than grieving the Spirit. And then finally, submit to one another out of reverence for Christ. And in submitting to one another, in living sacrificially for one another, and considering others better than ourselves, right? laying our lives down for our friends, that also makes our hearts open and vulnerable and ready to receive the Spirit. Just like finely prepared soil in the spring is ready to grow and bear fruit, when we do these things, um, we become open for the Spirit to do a work in us, to make us children of light. Amen? And if you can hit the next slide. Um, this is a passage of contrast. So you can look at the chart. It's also on your Bible app if you want. Um, uh, but the left side is walk in darkness. The right side is walk in light. And I won't go through it all, but you can just see um, that there are contrasts. Verse 5 and 9, especially sexual in, uh Sexually immoral and pure greedy in contrast with person of goodness, justice, and truth. It says righteousness in the NIV, but righteousness and justice are very similar, are the same word. Um, don't be idolaters, deceivers, and disobedient, but be children and inheritors. 
unfruitful versus fruitful, secret versus revealed, sleeping and dead versus awake and alive, unwise versus wise, foolish versus understanding God's will, verse 18, drunk on wine versus filled with the spirit. And when we're using metaphors of light and darkness, it's very black and white, if you will, right? It's like, it's this or this. It's this or this. And that pushes that, pushes that in us. Like, I want to be that, but I fail all the time. And I love what Andrew shared in worship, right? Like, Jesus saved me. He's taken away my sins, and yet I still sin. <laughs> How do I live, right? And I think it's living spirit-filled lives, spirit-led, spiritual lives, continuing to allow ourselves, you know, the fancy word is sanctified or purified or made more perfect in the Wesleyan tradition, right? To allow ourselves to continue to be cleansed though we are already identified and saved. So what does it mean to be spirit-filled children of light? That's the next slide. To walk in light. And here's some practical applications that I've gleaned from Ephesians thus far. Live lives of worship. Psalms, hymns, songs of the spirit. Sing and make music. Right? Sing a joyful song to the Lord. Sing a new song to the Lord. Sing together with other people. Sing, sing, sing. Come before the Lord with your praises. Play on the harp and the lyre or the acoustic guitar and the bass, right? Even if you are a bad singer, sing, right? Just don't sing next to me. Because <laughs> then I'll go back bad. Um, and then live with open hearts. What does it mean to live with open hearts? Don't live the unexamined life. Always allow yourself to be examined, right? Or self, allow for self-examination. Become more self-aware. Put people around you who will hold you accountable. Accountability. Seek counseling or therapy if you need to. Seek spiritual direction. Seek your pastor. Seek your women group or men's group and pray together. Have them pray for you. Be open to receive. I'm the type of personality that always like withdraws or like reacts when someone gives unsolicited advice or gives me advice. Right? I'm like, I got this. Shut up. Right? I might not say, I might be smiling, but inside. You know, there's no room for that kind of pride in the open heart of life. Live lives of gratitude, and we've talked about that at length. Be grateful. Keep a gratefulness journal. Right? Tell people in your life why you're thankful for them. Continue to give thanks over and over and that will start to wash away the bitterness, right, in your life. And 
how you aren't getting yours, right? Or how life isn't fair, or how you're being ignored. <clears throat> Live with love and humility. Again, compassion, humility. Erica uh, spoke at length about meekness, right? Even though you have the strength and the power to do, to do something, you, you show restraint, right? In order to create space for possibilities, space for relationships, right? Just space. Um, and then always tell the truth. Right? Be people of light by telling the truth and exposing deception. Right? Someone says something and it's kind of awkward, but after saying, well, why did you say that? You know? Why did you use that word? Why did you call that person that? Tell the truth and expose deception. Or even to help someone who needs healing and they're saying, I'm stupid, or I made a mistake, I'm no good, and say, no you're not, why are you saying that? Do you know that God loves you? <laughs> Do you know that you're a daughter of God, a son of God? Why are you saying that of yourself? And then, children of light fight for justice. Children of light fight for righteousness and justice in the world. And this is attached to tell the truth and expose deception. Fight for justice. Fight for people who can't fight for themselves. Fight for those who can't speak, speak for those who can't speak for themselves. Advocate, champion, right? help, resource. And attach to that show mercy and compassion to those around you. We are the church sent out to be a blessing, a community of blessing to others. We're renewed by God for the renewal of our neighborhood, for the renewal of our neighbors. We're loved by God to love our neighbors. We have been shown forgiveness and grace by God in order to extend grace and forgiveness to our neighbors. And then finally, walk in light, no matter how dark your situation your surroundings, no matter how rainy the days get, no matter how hard life is, no matter how much you struggle with depression right, or despair, or how much your circumstances are hurting, or how hopeless things are, right? You're sitting in that pig pen, right? Muddied up and lost. You can always find the way back home in Jesus Christ who is shining the light and extending his arms of love and mercy and safety and grace and saying, come, come back to me. My arms are open wide. There's a space for you. You can take a shower, right? There's a warm fire and eat. Fill your belly because you are a child of mine. You are an inheritor. And there's nothing you could have done Right? There's nothing right, that permanently bars you from coming home. Welcome home.
God is powerful. Amen. His light shines far brighter than any darkness you've been to or will experience. And the flip side of that is that that's a great message. Right? That's what we should be telling our friends and and everyone around us. nothing right too many people are like I can't go to church or I'll feel judged if I go to church or I did this in my life or I'm currently doing this so I can't go to church and church people will say that like right we say we will welcome anyone or everyone and receive them but there are certain things that we're going to be like "Eh." that's kind of smelly Jesus loves you. We want you back. We want to be a community of blessing, children of light. And the thing about this light is it reflects and refracts and like aura. Right? Yesterday, here's a quick story. Yesterday I was at Ultimate Tournament and uh, I was guarding a guy and he went deep. He took off, and I wasn't paying attention. I was like maybe 10, uh, like 10 yards behind. And I just started booking it after him. And I knew the disc was going deep. They sent it deep. And I caught up to him, and I jumped up, and I totally missed the disc. But he missed it too in the end zone. And everyone's like, great D, great D. And I'm like, why is everyone saying great D? Right? I totally, I didn't do anything. I missed it. And they said, it was your aura. <laughs> your aura was around him. Let us have the aura of Christ on us as a community. That when people come into our presence or around us, they're like, it smells like freshly washed clothes. It smells clean, like tied and balanced together. The best smell in the world. Let's pray. God, thank you for your word. Thank you for your forgiveness and your grace and the sacrifice that you made to make us your children, to make all people your children. And you're calling people back into your arms, back um, into your presence. Help us in our own personal lives to open our hearts and receive the spirit of forgiveness and cleansing healing and grace, and then help us to extend the mercy and compassion uh, and grace to people around us so that they too 